right, everybody, welcome to Rolling If You Got Them. Uh, welcome back. We are on episode eight. Um, as always, joined with um, by Carl. Hello. All right. Um, in this episode, we are going to discuss our starter box tournament recap. We're going to do our seven point units um, rank them. And then we're also going to do a little bit of other discussions on some other units and a tabletop sim league that we will be in. Yes. So first off, just we finished the starter sets tournament. Finally, we had the Night's Watch versus Free Folk game. It was it was a round four, 10 to one Night's Watch victory, but it did not feel like a 10 to one game at all. I mean, the points that were scored, I pretty much scored, I think, you know, three points, three points, and then four points in those rounds. But the points that were scored in rounds two and three, basically any objective points were, I mean, like almost contested objectives, Mm -hmm. like a wound or two would have, you know, kept something from happening there. It... After the game, we count up the score, and I was like, "Like, how in the hell do you only have one point?" Because I was, I felt like I was scrapping the whole time just to try to keep units alive and keep the objectives that I had. And it was, it was a really good game. Yeah, it, it was. The score difference was super big. I mean, there was a couple mistakes along the way. I know we had like trappers on a flank that were just standing by ghost, waiting for him to move. Mm. Which... Yeah, the good old uh, Mexican standoff over there, which I was just like, oh, I'm just not going to move Ghost then because right, yeah. you're just going to kill him. So, But he, he was on the – I kept him over there because he was on the, the draw card draw. One. He was on the card draw one, so it's like he could just move on and off at will if he wanted to. And it's like, well, these trappers aren't going to do much of anything else. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it was really good. I know you had some good uh, cards with uh, – I, I know I killed a unit of Swarm Brothers, but then you played John's uh the uh stay alive card i can't think of the actual name of it oh um, you were able to you were able to play that pass a morale test and you pass a morale test to stay alive it shall not end until my yep, death it, it shall not end and then you're able to activate and just like retreat and you ran away with like one guy on a unit just getting getting the heck out of dodge correct and, and then i just wasn't unit. able to kill him yeah so i got to remove the activation token from that unit and then that unit had the watcher on the wall mm-hmm. on them, the vow, and I had the maneuver zone. So it was like, well, I have one sworn brother who I think was engaged with a giant that maybe had two wounds on it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to kill this guy. So I just took my free retreat and ran him back and then marched him away. And I think he sat on an objective or something. <laughs> And then that giant just kind of chased him back behind my other units. And then I think my other unit of Sworn Bros also had a Watcher on the wall. So I retreated them back, turned around, and they flank charged the giant. And I don't think they killed him. I think that was in round three, and I think I was able to actually kill the giant in round four. Yeah, it took you quite a lot of resources to actually kill that one giant. It was... was, uh... It was impressive. How the Giants performed in the starter box tournament had a very large influence on where I put them in the seven point Mm -hmm. units breakdown. Yeah. uh, With that being said, I I do know for the the starter box, it was actually my first game playing with the Free Folk. 
and their cards were pretty obviously running two giants it made their cards really difficult to actually use just because a mm-hmm. lot of theirs is off of multiple units engaged um but you still, played them they very were, well they were still pretty tough like you... pretty like a like playing them was tough i thought i wasn't like i didn't feel like i was missing many things but it was you know they weren't just like an easy thing to run over i think you know if you play one of these other factions like baratheons yeah they have a lot of tougher triggers too but it's like you can take care of them a lot easier um, yeah i i feel like you played them you played them quite well i was impressed with it uh, you know as i said it was very hard fought 10 to 1 that after rounds three or four i mean just a couple wounds here and there it could have been a 5-5 game yep it was it was right there but end of the day night's watch took the tournament which is you know obviously if you were to look at odds going into this thing i think a lot of people would say okay night's watch starter box is probably Mm -hmm. gonna win yeah two units of swarm brothers it's just so good that i their uh, tactics deck just the generic tactics deck for them their basic tactics deck is so good it doesn't excel in one thing but it just does everything Mm -hmm. that uh watcher on the wall card that might be the best card they have you know in both games you know you can get if you can get it onto a unit and get them it just you know free your treating free maneuvering and it's tough. It's really tough, especially for their really good units. Yep. Um, it 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 was big in both Night's Watch mm-hmm. games. In that, the two games that we played for this was by far the most use I've gotten out of that card. In like mm-hmm. the, top, oh, yeah. the top two times. Yep. I was like, oh, like this is very very useful. Mm-hmm. The thing that hurts it is that it's on a zone that you don't really want as a night's watch player usually yeah yeah absolutely but it's it still... sounds like kind of fourth out of the five yeah and but i know also too for that if i'm taking the tactic zone you know in a middle round you know either first or second maybe you take the combat zone i jump on the tactic zone that maneuver zone is still very good mm-hmm. uh, to take to either run away and then you can you know you know well, retreat a unit then free maneuver or you know do whatever you need to do you know, that's a really good card. I think it also opens up the possibility of grabbing that watch captain, putting the two vows on mm-hmm, being like, yes. all right, I'm going to use his order for the watcher on the wall to get my free retreat. And then my card that's attached is the one that I will try to get the applicable zone. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. Absolutely. Which we, I know we didn't just to keep it more even on points. You didn't use either of the watch captains. Correct. At the new point cost or their new, you know, how they've been retooled. But yeah, it it definitely opens it up for him. Yeah. Any final thoughts on the starter set tournament? No, the one thing that I do, well, thinking other than I guess I have one, I shouldn't say no. Uh, thinking back on the tournament, I wonder how it would even play out if we did maybe set up a few different matchups. Because I do think some factions had some really tough matchups for them. Mm-hmm. I think the Stark Targaryen, they're very similar. Um and Starks can't answer some of the Targaryen things. But then, you know, in round two, it was a Targaryen Free Folk, and it's almost the opposite, where the Free Folk can do a lot of things that the Targaryens can't do, and it just makes it, you know, hard for them, like how you shut my vets off for the entire game. If it wasn't... Which, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. 
yeah, well, you know, you shut my vets off for the whole game. Obviously, they, you could shut off something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think as like a Stark player, even though you turn one thing off, the other stuff is still very good around it. Right. Um, if it was, so I just wonder how that would play. Out. If it wasn't for the the mini campaign that has been released mm-hmm. and some of the other uh, stuff going on, we are there's a group out of well out of people that we play with um in real life who is we're putting together a tabletop simulator league basically it's gonna consist of six game at least six games uh Mm -hmm. we're gonna get into that at the end but if it wasn't for some of this other stuff going on i was gonna suggest hey let's switch factions for each one of them games and kind of replay it and just see what happens you know just kind of do like okay like a best of not exactly a best of seven, but like just run it back and see if it kind of pans out the same way or if yeah. not, if maybe a different faction comes out, but whatever. But uh, I think we're going to have our hands full. Oh, yeah, with, we, we, yeah, we definitely have our hands full, especially this campaign. I'm planning. I want to do this campaign like mm-hmm. over and over again with all the different factions, but yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's, to the, yeah, that just kind of concludes our starter box tournament. So yeah, we will looking to have more campaigns coming out. And if you do think maybe, uh, the starter boxes. If you have some more opinions on them, just let us know, and then we can maybe uh, discuss them some more in the future. Biggest surprise, starter box tournament. What would you pick? My biggest surprise. I'll, I'll start. Uh, how okay, well yeah. the free folk performed. How much better that single starter box feels with just that little bump to giants. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, yeah, I would have to say that. I would say that, and then they come with three NCUs in their starter box, and I really don't like Mance Raider NCU. That is my yeah, he's him, him and Walter Frey. I would say are my two least favorite NCUs to play against. Uh, yeah, Walter Frey is just not a very nice guy, right? Um, but yeah, just having that starter box very good. Uh, yeah, I, I maybe in the first ones talked about, it and I was like, oh, it's not great. Where you need two free folk starter boxes, you know, you can you haven't won. You have a very good army still. Yeah. the The biggest downfall is that the cards are hard to trigger when you have yeah. two giants. Yep. Playing only thirty five, thirty six points. I mean, if you could play a forty point game and then grab like unit of spear wives, unit of trappers, you know, just a little something extra just get one more unit out there to help trigger some stuff yeah and really at the point cost you could i know in the starter box you have to take two raid leaders you could essentially almost drop one of those raid leaders i think or both of them mm. and bring two two units of raiders yep there you go and all of a sudden that list is still really good yep okay on to our seven point rank them if you got them we did not put in the newly spoiled Baratheon units, the uh, Rose Knights and uh, R'hllor. How do we pronounce that again? I know I sent it, it to you the other day. It is R'hllor. R'hllor yep. is from an audiobook. I recorded it and was like, all right, they're saying R'hllor. I'm saying R'hllor now. <laughs> I'm sure we'll still have people on... Um, how, what's the usual pronunciation? R'hllor. R'hllor. That's how we yeah. were saying it. Yeah. I don't remember. But I All don't right. think anything will be as uh, divided as um, Steer and Steyr, So No, it won't be as divided as that. 
So <laughs> on to the seven pointers. We did get the Zorse Riders in here since they just kind of hit the app in the last couple days. We dropped the Zorse Riders in. I I have them relatively low just because like I haven't seen them on the table yet to see like okay how easy it is to hit these abilities because their abilities are quite specific and mm -hmm. but we have 11 units i have 11 do you have 11 yes i have 11 also okay who wants to start here I, i'll start out so for my number 11 i had the builder scorpion crew okay not i this is a very good unit the one thing that i think is his downfall is it's with night's watch and they have a lot of good units uh and this one's very specific, very like niche in what it needs to do. I think it lacks almost two from mobility. Like you can't, it's so it's hard to move it around to where you want it to get into a good spot to shoot it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very good unit. I do think some of the changes that they recently made to it and the um, attachment that you can put on it, the scorpion modifications, yep. are really good. Uh, just kind of some other options that the Swarm Brother or that the Night's Watch have that make them better. Okay. I don't have them at 11, but mm -hmm. I, I have them at 10. So we'll just yeah. go ahead and get my two cents out of the way here too. <laughs> it's a unit that I remember when it first came out and everyone looked at it like, oh my goodness, it's going to break the game. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's, I've seen it a few times. I've used it a few times. I have had success with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to have a Ramsey list that I really liked it for. I don't remember what Ramsey's free attack started around card is named off the top of my head but obviously this is a great place to put it because panic tests don't matter to the scorpion crew yep. but it's just one of them things that yeah in a faction that's already expensive you have so many great options especially now that the ranger hunter has got that little buff mm -hmm. and you know if i want a ranged unit is the scorpion that much better than builder crossbowmen who have more mobility and they can possibly get a free attack and yeah it's they, just like ah uh, it's if you make a list with a scorpion builder you basically have to make it for the scorpion builder yeah yeah I and it's it's a bit of a pain I, I don't like if i line up against a scorpion builder i i don't worry about it that much i'm just no, like yeah, eh, I, you know Try not to let it get too many shots off, but you know, eh, we'll see. Keep yeah, your soul, keep your solo units away from it. Yeah, because really, would isn't it for every you roll three dice and for each hit, it's three hits with sundering. But yeah, sundering. So really, it's probably about six hits that you're going to deal with it. Sundering, not great. I mean, it can it's it's a really. I mean, I shouldn't say it's not great for getting hit with. It's a pretty good attack, mm -hmm. but for it's good for a ranged unit. It's good for a ranged unit, absolutely. You, know, you think most ranged units probably aren't bumping out six, six. but and then you get that awful attachment, mm -hmm. which I would like to run more often. I'd like to run the awful attachment with like one scorpion, but I feel like every time I make a scorpion list, I put two scorpions in it, and it's like mm -hmm. okay, well now everything is centered around these scorpions, and yeah, maybe I just need to look at a list that has. Uh, crossbowmen in it and be like all right take out crossbowmen start shoving scorpion in here and let's see what happens for a little bit but mm -hmm. yeah no know, i we'll I, I would, i'd basically also then agree with everything that you said where, right okay yeah. i have it at number 10 my number 11 and this is a unit that i i like i've had good results with 
but they just require so much care on the battlefield, and that's the Bolton's Bastards girls. Okay. The the um and I think I put them down here because it's like I've tried so hard to like you. Mm -hmm. I've basically forced myself many, many times to put these in list, use them, and the amount of effort it takes to be like, okay. I'll keep you safe, but at the same time, I'm going to get that charge in. This is difficult. And as I was making this list, I'm like, you know what? You're going to the bottom. You're in, you're in basically timeout as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't know. I've tried them a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're just one of them things that if they slip up just a little bit, they're off the table. They are sundering yep. proof. You know, mm-hmm. at a six plus. Yes, six. But, yeah, they, uh, don't, they don't care about sundering. <laughs> but, and I feel like they fail that five morale test a little more often than they should. A little Probably, bit of vicious, yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. of something, and see you later, bastards, girls. The best yeah. thing about this unit is that they're easy to paint because there's really only four models. You can do eight dogs in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually do have them a couple spots higher on my list. Um, but I'll get. We'll, I'll talk more about them when I get there. Okay. All right. So, so what is your numero? D say ten. What's ten? Yeah. Um. So my number ten, I did have the bloody mummers or riders. The source rider. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I obviously I did have them low just because I haven't used them yet. I haven't seen them used. Uh. Only have really like theory crafted with them. Um. But what makes them ten? What doesn't make them eleven on my list is I do think that they can do well. Um. Maybe as like a Baratheon cavalry unit, where if you can actually get them engaged with another unit, then all of a sudden, like orders, tactics, cards don't matter anymore. You oh. can so really actually adding that mobility to the Baratheons, which need it for a lot cheaper price point than trying to throw you know a nine point flayed men in it. Uh, yeah, I I never really looked at them through the eyes of a Baratheon player. Yeah, I th- I think they can do good. I I do not like that they're what like three dice on their last rank. There are three dice on their last rank. So that's really bad. But for them being able to maybe potentially disrupt tactics cards and then be a mobile unit for a really slow faction is pretty good. Um, And they pass out weakened tokens, uh, which the Baratheons like. You know, their wardens really like them because they Mm -hmm. can use them as two different types of tokens, and it also keeps you alive. So it kind of works both ways with them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they do add much-needed mobility to the Baratheons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am absolutely ecstatic and terrified of the thought of painting zebras. Yeah, so are they white with black stripes or black with white stripes? Yes. <laughs> I think they're gray all over, and they have some light stripes and some dark stripes. Okay. Yes. Um, the... Yeah, you would think like, okay, it's not that difficult to get in someone's flank. But when they did change the, you know, you have to at least get 50%. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, they made it a little more difficult, but that's okay. Yeah. It's It can still happen. I just, I would like to see these guys on the table a couple of times to be like, okay, how much of an inconvenience is it if I tell you you can't play tactics cards or use orders on a unit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like some armies... Like, if I'm running this against a Baratheon player, I hit oh, yeah. you in the flank, and now you can't play tactics cards or use orders on that unit, that's a big problem for you. 
That absolutely is. Yes, I would agree. If I do these two, maybe a free folk player where my tactics cards are going to come more from me charging you. Mm -hmm. Like, I would like to think that these guys would be a little less detrimental to them. Yep. I don't know. Like, we haven't seen them on the table yet. So. Who knows? Maybe we start using them like, man, these guys should be number three. Or we start mm-hmm. using them and be like, oh, they're number 11. So just looking at them and I look at the amount of effort it's going to take for me to pull some of these pos- or, uh, yeah, pull some of the possible things off. And it's like, well, what are the odds of me actually getting to, you know, that being a major hindrance? So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I would agree. I'm I would sure agree we'll, we'll update probably- these lists you know, every six months or a year or whatever, talk about new units, where they fall. We'll, we'll see. Maybe this is a unit we revisit someday. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right. So that was my number 10. Uh, where yep. did, why don't you go into your number nine then? Uh, my number nine is Zorse Rider. Okay. All right. Perfect. I will then talk about <laughs> my number nine, um, which is the Bolton's Bastards Girls. Okay. So we have the same bottom three, just in slightly different orders. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you could really throw these in, all three of these together. Um, mm-hmm. Bolton's Bastards Girls, I've actually seen them used a few times now pretty well. Um, I like them getting put into a Stark list just because you can range attack and then they can charge and hit like a like a devastating impact where they're going to make that charge distance. So you can be 11 inches away and shoot and then make that charge. So it's almost like you're guaranteeing to get in. This is being like, oh, I'm 11 inches away, and I have to roll a five now, or whatever it is. A, a six. They only have it's, movement of five. Oh, they only have movement of five. Yeah, so you have to roll a six. Yeah. That's not great. So if you're actually in range to play that card, it works wonders. And, you know, if you get those auto wounds, they're automatically taking, taking that panic test with Vicious. Um, so I do like them that list. Also like them with the Baratheons and putting, you know, Stannis in them. Stannis can be really good with his tactical approach because if you at mm-hmm. least – you can range an attack, and if you get one wound, they're taking the panic test. And then you, and then, well, with tactical approach, you can automatically expend that wound. Um, and then you can charge with critical blow and that tactical approach again, and really just, you know, grind a unit down with a lot of panic tests and auto wounds. And I would say the place that I've liked them the most, and maybe it's just because the unit options are just not there yet, is Targaryens. Yeah, that too, yes. Mm -hmm. Because it gives me the ability to be first in the round, take the combat zone, play my Adravat, hopefully, Mm -hmm. put it on you, but not rush into battle. Be like, no, 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 I'm just going to shift these guys up too. I'm going to take my ranged attack, and I'm not even going to charge yet. Like, Mm -hmm. not doing my charging volley. You know, it allows you to be patient as a Targaryen player, which is you don't have really the option no, not to really. do so in the and, current Targaryen. So. And, and these these are like the little brother to the veterans. I mean, they're just, they're weaker veterans without a right. Brother. So, I mean, I like yes. veterans. I think veterans are pretty good. So I, yeah, these, are, these are definitely a good option. Yep. And they're long ranged, which, you know, the ability, once again, adds to kind of that being patient. So yeah, our, our both of our nine, ten, eleven are Zorse Rider, Scorpion Crew, Bastard Girl, or Bastard Girl, Scorpion 
Zorpian, Zorse Rider, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my number eight. This is where the list really started to get tricky. Because basically these last eight units are all very good. I had a hard time putting really any one person anywhere. The reason I went with my number eight is because they require a commander, a specific commander, and that was that's Eddard's Honor Guard. So you, you had Eddard's Honor Guard at number eight. I have Eddard's Honor Guard at number eight. I just I, I actually also did, yes. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I thought uh which is weird because you know we both had Joffrey at mm-hmm. one and two, but I held Eddard, I guess, to a higher standard here and the it's a good unit. I just I yeah. don't know. To, I just don't to, like them. Yeah, I mean I think I, I've used them probably more than you have, so Oh for sure, yes. Um the, I I think they're in a weird spot because you ha- obviously you have to bring them with Eddard. Mm-hmm. And they're basically better um, sword and swords, right. which isn't a bad thing. I mean, they have a better defense. They have fearless. Uh, I just, I'm not a fan of how their abilities work with his cards. Cause I know one of his cards adds critical blow, which the unit already has. And with his order about healing, you're almost always going to use that stark fury. So adding another critical blow on him, I don't think is that great. Cause then it's a four plus instead of the three plus. So it's obviously maybe taking less wounds, but. Uh, I think that this is the one unit that could maybe get changed a little bit for the Starks. If maybe they had like precision and were like eight points or something. I don't know. Maybe like a five morale. Maybe I think this is the one unit out of this list that might need a little tweak um, just for where they fit with the other Stark units in this list. Yeah, I I agree. It, yeah, I, I couldn't put my finger on any particular reason to put mm-hmm. them this low other than. It's like okay, you're a are, like are they two points better than sworn swords? Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think so. They basically they're, they're fearless. definitely one, obviously because they're they're def- they're fearless, mm-hmm. and they save on a three plus. That's that's pretty good. But I just feel like eh, I would just take sworn swords because sometimes you do you see people bring Eddard and put them in sworn swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They save those two points because as we've already discussed, sworn swords are the best five-point unit in the game mm-hmm. so the gap between sworn swords at five and the honor guard at seven isn't that big but two points that's kind of a lot of points especially when you can grab an attachment and a dire wolf for yeah. an additional free activation and those kinds of things yeah that two points is huge and even so i you can almost there's i think better units to put him in where it can trigger things you know either like mm-hmm. great axes or berserkers even um I think it just works a little bit better, almost. Yeah, like, if this was a Night's Watch unit, oh my goodness, it'd be awesome. Like, it just doesn't feel like it fits within the Starks that great. Yeah, I would I would even say if they made this unit, like I said, like, eight points and made it just a little bit better as an eight-point unit where it can, like, do a lot of great things. That way, A, I want to bring Eddard into, the, into my army because he might be, like, a third or fourth best commander right now for him mm-hmm. um and to actually want to bring him in his unit is what you like really want i think so what would you do to make them eight points i think i would make them keep fearless 
they would get a five morale just to buff it a little bit. Okay. Um, they would lose Stark Fury and probably just always hit on a three plus. Um, and they would get precision instead. So that you could trigger crit blow with precision. And then you're also bringing Roderick to give him critical blow if you want to. And a few other things. Um, so how are you getting that, that crit blow through just a card or Roderick? Well, or yeah, it, it is. It's one of his secondaries on one of his tactics cards. Um, it is off of the, so you could do Roderick. So you could have like that crit blow precision combo. Mm-hmm. And then on his, I can't think of the cards. Fury for the Fallen allows it, but uh, you have to lose a unit to gain crit blow. Correct, yes. You have to lose a, lose a unit, but it still kind of like adds it in, in a way. Hmm. That I mean, that's just like one idea that you could have. You could do a lot of different things. I just, making them not have Stark Fury or give them like a better version of Stark Fury. Interesting. Yep. Okay. How about your number seven? All right, so my number seven is actually another Stark unit, and it is the House Umber Great Axes. Hey, that's my number seven also. <laughs> um, this unit is pretty good. The, um, just with the last round of updates, uh, they took a little bit of a nerf um, where they don't always hit. In the, when they're engaged now, they're not hitting on a 2+. plus. Uh, I believe that was the last one that they took. And then their movement is just really slow. I think that's the one thing that's with them is they have a four movement. Yeah. Which is, which is slow for sharks. Yeah. Which they kind of, because their whole thing is the, um, being engaged, mm-hmm. which to, you know, kind of put that where it should be. They slowed them down a little bit. Um, yeah, they're, they don't, once again, they don't fit that great within their faction. They're mm-hmm. a, an awesome utility unit. If you were to put them in something that they fit in a little bit better, heck, if you could put these guys in like Baratheons where your whole thing mm-hmm. is just a bog down in combat, like I could see these guys probably like at eight points. I mean, would you take yeah. them at eight over Stagnites at eight? Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know, possibly. I, I could see that discussion. So... Yeah, they just, meh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just less afraid of them now because the first time I ran them was a long time ago when they were just crazy. Um, They had the, what they used to have? They used to have, it was. Oh, they had that attack where any misses, mm-hmm. you had to roll an extra hit. That was insane. Yeah, anything that was blocked, or anything that wasn't blocked, you got an extra hit off of. So you could, yeah. if you had low armor, you could take six hits, or take eight hits off a charge, maybe not and save any of them, and then you take more. eight more. So all of a sudden it turned into 16 hits. It was It was pretty it was crazy. crazy. It was crazy. Um, yeah, and I think too, really, with these guys, you have to, put an attachment in to make them better so if you put like a one point umber champion in them to make up eight points like yes they're getting a lot of dice um but it's got to be engaged is that trigger mm-hmm. also um i do like these guys in like a tully list um putting him in them because he gives them stalwart to like as a commander to up their morale um and you have like the set for charge cards which means you can take a charge really well but other than that, I'm not as big of a fan of them anymore. Um, I think there's other units that just work better for like general type of lists. 
Yeah, no, I pretty much agree here. Mm-hmm. So, on to number six. On to number six. What did you have at six? Number six, I have the Builder Crossbowman. I also had them at six. All right. I feel I feel like this is going to be our least diverse list. I think we're on the same pages for most of these units. It is. Uh, it's. It looks that way. So, um, the Builder Crossbowman. That they're just a pretty vanilla range unit. Mm-hmm. Seven dice, three plus sundering. They do have that free attack if you charge them in the front, but. It's, it's pretty easy to mitigate that. Just don't charge them in the front. Yeah, yeah. Like, either ignore them or wait till you can march to a flank. If, if you're in a position to where you can now go attack Builder Crossbowmen, things are probably already going pretty well for you. Because mm-hmm. you probably just killed something. You've opened up a flank. You're already being kind of a pain in the ass. Unless someone just kind of hangs them out there, it's like go ahead, charge them, charge them. I want you to charge them, and then you're like, you know, what? I'm gonna charge them anyways, and hopefully I can still make up that two inches they're about to get off this shift. Yep. Um, but for the most part, it's not worth the risk hanging them out there in case your opponent has a way to shut off orders, and now you're just like, oh, I'm about to take something, mm-hmm. you know, that's risk and reward, which. You're going to have to figure out for yourself. Me, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I I, yeah. I, I, do. I like these guys. They do. Their morale is a little bit of a weakness. It is a seven, but they're kind of morale proof with uh, seven, seven, three attack dice. So they're not mm-hmm. really able to get like, um, you know, crowns after off the field or take a right. couple bad morale test or one bad morale test and lose a bunch of dice. Uh, they also have Sundering, which I think Sundering on ranged units is really good. Just because you could say, oh, I have this four, three up save unit, and all of a sudden you're now taking one at four up. Yeah. You it, know, it even, kinda, if it's a, even if it's a couple couple hits that you end up taking, that it helps. It helps offset you not getting rerolls on the attack. Yes, it does. Yeah. I think it really helps offset that part of it. Um, um, but no, I do like them. I think their order, it, it can be bypassed, but I think it's pretty good too. Yep. And I you know, they're in the middle of the list. I would say because the top five here are some pretty awesome units. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're you know, they're not sixth because they're not that good. They're just six because numbers one through five are pretty sweet. Yeah. So what do you got at five? So at number five I have Stark Outriders. I also have Stark Outriders. <laughs> um disclaimer we did not put these lists to- together together <laughs> yeah. no this was not uh it was just all right here's the list we're gonna figure it out um i have them at five why do i have them? i have them at five because they're really good cal they're obviously really good um a cheap cavalry option for starks so they get the free maneuver um they got updated to have bushwhack now where they can pass out some tokens um if they're in a flank they also have a free retreat built in with swift retreat um, and their dice are pretty good. They're three plus on eight, eight, six for attack dice. So they're pretty good for a cavalry unit. I don't think I'm not sure what other cavalry units have eight dice at full ranks outside of like cavaliers and knights. Cause they're a little different. 
Um, but I think they might have the most at full ranks compared to everybody else. Yeah, they um, might. I mean, vets. Vets are rolling eight on their melee tech, but oh, they're yeah. also 10 points. Yeah, they're, they're a lot more. So I, they're really good. I mean, these guys are a great cavalry option. Flademen? Flademen are still rocking eight, right? Oh, yeah. Flademen are eight. Yes. Sorry. Flademen do have eight. Um, but they're still they're two points more, you know, for the yeah. same attack dice. So I don't know. These guys are really good. They get free maneuvers because they're cavalry. Um, and they have decent defense, decent morale. Um, they're pretty, I mean, you know, statistically they're average, you know, with their morale defense, mm-hmm. but they just, they just work so well with Starks. They're really... Yeah. They're, they're a unit that they're going to get to use their order. They're not going to just get blown off the table in one attack. Mm-hmm. So you'll get that free retreat after you attack with melee, mm-hmm. which will hopefully help line up your bushwhack. Yep. Which is uh successfully charge and flank or rear. They become panicked and weakened. That's really nice. I mean two two tokens, hopefully on just kind of one attack that your order helps set up and th- they kind of have some nice synergies just within themselves. That way they can you can put one of these in like every Stark army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, you can find seven points because you got dire wolves and free activations. You're probably running the Howland Reed list at nine activations anyways. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> little shade there, Stark players. Right. <laughs> Bring some diversity. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're an all around good unit. Maybe one day we'll do a, uh, you know, take points into consideration the whole nine yards, but just throw all of the uh, cav units into a, a ranking one day. I think these guys would be pretty high towards the list. I think as far as yep. point value versus output kind of thing. Yeah. I, they, there's a few things too, that they can even excel in. So if you can, obviously it's kind of like they're going up in points, but if you can influence them with Roderick, eight dice, critical mm-hmm. blow, really good. If you run them in like an Eddard list and you can play his um, lead by example card, you can activate him plus two dice. You can pick these guys and then go 10 dice. So all of a sudden you now have a cavalry unit that's activating, attacking full ranks with 10 dice. Right. And anything else that you might have done. So they can, they're really good for cavalry and cheap. I mean, eight dice, you have the ability to one shot a unit. Yep which I've kind of been looking at units that way. Like when I look at a unit, I go, okay, can they one shot by themselves? Yes or no. And then, okay, what cards or whatever can I add to these guys so that they at least have a chance to one shot? Well, these guys Mm -hmm. can one shot by themselves. Yep. So then anything you add to them, you're just going to help that chance to one shot. Mm -hmm. You know, if you could find a little vicious, find uh, some sundering, some crit blow, you know, whatever. Yep. A, a free attack even it's like okay maybe i won't one shot on the one attack but i can you know is it still a one shot if it's in one round maybe maybe not but they have the ability to straight up one shot someone unlike yeah. my number four you did number five right Stark yes. Outriders. okay my number four lannister pyromancers they are also my number four. Oh my goodness <laughs> um yeah, the, these guys, well, I have them at four real quick uh, just because they, they do auto wounds, which are is, awesome, which is awesome because it could be, you know, a 10 point three plus save unit 
they can charge them and it not matter. You know, they're they're gonna get their wounds across. Um, and they're kind of that mixed where they're ranged, and um, they're just as good at ranged, I should say, as they are at melee attack. Um, basically, yeah, they have, yes. Basically, they do get a little bit of negatives on the melee attack, but I don't know if I've ever really seen that negative play out. Well, like... I don't even know if I'd consider it a negative because I'm doing damage to you. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm here for. Right, yeah, exactly. So It's, it's almost like a negative that if, doesn't... If I take a negative, like, it's still a positive. Yep. Um. Yeah, I've, I've been getting back into playing some Lannister lately, and these guys just, they keep going into list. And mm-hmm. you don't see them out there very often anymore. You know, we uh we knocked the Bastards Girls pretty hard for saving on a 6-plus morale. But we also, uh, the Pyromancers, they're Sundering proof also, and mm-hmm. I love them. Yep. I've been putting, I really like Brienne in them because the the stalwart is great. It gives me that little help to panic. Mm-hmm. And I also, I really like them with Brienne in a Joffrey list because Joffrey's cards are amazing. But it's, if she can get to her targeted unit, I, it's 10 wounds. If I charge you, it is 10 wounds. There's nothing you can do to not take 10 wounds here. Mm-hmm. Like, I might take a few, fine, but you're going to take 10. And then you're going to take a panic test with Vicious on you, maybe Cersei, maybe some other card to help. Because if it's a, is it Hear Me Roar? Yeah, yes. Yes, so... If I just did ten wounds to you, you're gonna take a hear me. You're gonna take a panic test at minus five. Yeah, have fun. Like, now let's say you don't have Brienne in them. Okay, they still allow you to be patient because you can. You should charge with these guys, but sometimes that's just not. You like ah, if I do that, they're not gonna be here long. So maybe I do hang out in ranged, uh, with within range for a turn or so and then i'm like all right time to come clean up charge in there get my re-rolls and you know I- i've charged with them before roll the one and be like i'm gonna keep the one i'm just gonna re-roll the two mm-hmm. because i want to do this damage to you yeah they uh they're pretty good i don't i don't know why you don't see them as much but i really like them they're mm-hmm. They just auto wounds is just really good. Anything they can do that amount of auto wounds is well, good. it's unblocked hits. Oh, sorry, yeah. Unless I roll a one, if I roll a one, then it's a wound. Yeah, the other they're unblocked hits that's you know matters yeah. for like Tully shields and uh, uh, the shield that guards the realms of men, those kinds of things. Yeah, um, but still, either way just because every one of the hits is generating that it still makes it right these guys have the ability to oh i guess like well you could one shot a giant if you rolled six ones yeah (laughs) i was gonna say they have the ability to one shot a giant i was like oh but do they but yes if i roll if i charge you and i'm looking for ones you could take them auto wounds and then the panic test and blah blah blah. But okay, yeah, I don't. Number four other, pyromancers. Yeah, they also take that stormcrow lieutenant real well. You get the plus one dice. The sundry oh, yeah, is yeah. kind of a waste, but hey, 
I got one more die. That's probably just one more wound. Like, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to add off of that. That was basically agree with all of that. All right. So going into number three, what do you have at number three? Well, I did number four. What do you got at number three? Oh, so at number three, I have the house Umber Berserkers. Oh my gosh. I also have the house Umber Berserkers. Um, so what do I think makes these guys so good? Uh, their attack dice. Oh my gosh. Is the first thing. So they basically at last ranks are their 10 attack dice, which is so potent. Yes. Um, and they usually when that they're at that last rank, everything's kind of a little worn out already on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So they're just able to clean up units. Um, their morale is awesome. A four plus morale for seven points is great. They have the best morale out of every one of these units in the seven point range. And then their movement of six. Six movement is crazy good um, for yep. infantry. I think they're the best infantry unit. No, there's only a couple other infantry units that have six. And I think like Cranham and Trackers. Um, but they're like a weird rangy unit. Um, and the. Uh, I think I think that's it other than them. As far as Starks go? Well, as far as any unit, there could be one other six movement uh, unit that I'm not thinking of. Uh, Ranger Hunters. All right, Ranger Hunters, yeah. But they're another point more. Um, Free Folk Trappers. Trappers, okay. Okay, so there is a Cave couple. Cave Savages. There's more. There is more, all right. Um, <laughs> but... Um, these guys just hit like a truck. They are so good if you can get them in the right spots. Yes. And then just even like any of the NCUs that you can throw on them. So you throw like Roderick Cassell on them with giving them critical blow. It's a lot of dice with Sundering and critical blow, um, which is so good. And then even my favorite attachment probably to put in them is probably the great John Umber attachment. Yes, they're now a 10 point unit, but just being able to, cut things down and then overrun into other things yeah. is crazy you can get um, your 10 points worth for sure yeah yeah definitely um i mean there's i wouldn't i mean they're so good there's not really a lot to say just because they're that good and it's just on the card how good they are i mean they might be the single best unit at playing within their faction yeah yep i would agree with that yeah. it's like oh our faction likes to move fast and kill things it's like oh mm-hmm. this unit it likes to move fast and kill things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know what. I mean, I'll just talk about. It. I know one time we played in two activations. I killed three of your units. Yeah, one it shot. Was, yeah, one shot. Three, three units. units. Yep. Two. It was in, two activations in two turns. One activation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Free charged. Killed a unit of halberdiers. Yep, it was halberdiers. Yeah, because I charged straight in front of them, and it was like, oh, yeah, like you're going to make me roll more yeah. dice if I take wounds. Yep, and then overrun into Lannister Crossbowmen. Yeah, they didn't. One-shot yeah. them, and then his next turn activated and one-shot a unit of Mountain's Men yeah. on a charge. And I was just like, I only, I only had four units in yep. that army. Mm-hmm. And second turn of round two, he killed three of them. And I was like, well, this game's over. It was uh, not fun playing tonight. See you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then even in the last game I played, I played against Starks and it happened to me and they flank charged a unit of wardens and just wiped them out. They were, they, the wardens had 10, 10 wounds on them, but it just didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, it was disgusting. Yes. Yes, um, they are. It's like, they, 
always have the ability to one shot, even mm-hmm. on last rank, which is insane. I don't think anybody else can say that. Nope. And it's not easy to take their 10 and turn them up to 11. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of crit blow. Maybe you want to throw some vicious on there. You're probably not going to panic these guys down. And if you do, it's probably not worth the resources that you put mm-hmm. into it. They're, they're a problem. When they're on the table, you need to know where they're at. Yeah, and, and really, too, for their point cost at seven points, putting attachments in them doesn't make them overpriced. So even if you put number champion in them, they are now, you know, 10, 11, 12 attack dice. Sundering yeah. Vicious. I mean, you can put you can put so many things in them. You can, yeah, that, I mean, this is one of the things that you can put in them. And it's probably probably one of the best ones, even. It's like the Sworn Sword Captain, just because you're making the opponent vulnerable before you, you know, yep. potentially wipe them out. Uh, crazy, crazy. They're pretty good. Okay. My number two. Well, want to do number one? Um, Probably. Hello? Yep. You got me. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right. So I was going to say, I think we're going to split here. Do you want to just do number one? Sure. Okay. Count of three. Yep. One. Two, two, three, three. savage Bird. giant. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Right. See, there we go. We split. So, um, let's talk. So you about... got the savage giant at number two. Then, yeah, but I have, I have Sworn Brothers at one, Savage Giant at two. Um, why don't we talk about Sworn Brothers first, just because everybody knows pretty much what they are, and then we'll talk about Savage Giant. Okay. Um, so yeah, I had Sworn Brothers at one because of their, they have six morale, which is pretty good. Five movement. Awesome. Their attack is a three plus eight, um, eight at full ranks and they can do a lot of awesome things for the Night's Watch. They just Crit work. Blow and Sundering. Yeah. Their... If, if the House Umber Berserkers probably work the best out of any unit and all the factions for their faction, I think Sworn Brothers are the best, you know, Night's Watch. They're that number two, but for Night's Watch. Um, they can do mm-hmm. basically anything you want. I know they were six point and then they got bumped to seven and everybody freaked out, but it's like, no, no, you need to bump these guys to like nine points. <laughs> these guys are way too freaking good for what they do. Um, they they take every card. Mm-hmm. They, they take every vow. Like, which I get it. Yeah. Swarm Brothers, Night's Watch, they're supposed to be able to take their vows. Great. They yeah. but it's just like you're never wrong. Mm-hmm. E- even if you just play Sword in the Darkness, you're like, you know what? I'm not gonna attach it because I'm gonna keep this um watcher on the wall or this fire that burns against the cold. It's like, you know what? I, okay, like I get it. Mm-hmm. Sure, those might be less desirable zones, but I get it. Like they're awesome at what they do, and what they yeah. do is destroy things usually yeah and really you know crit blow with sundering is really good once you get two of those keywords on there um they can just chop things up i mean they're they're good yeah Uh, Uh, yeah uh, there's not a whole lot to say about them other than and i remember when they went from six to seven and everyone's freaking out and it's like okay so they're not the best six point unit anymore they might be the best seven point unit though. Yeah. <laughs> like yep. it's I was I was on the train of people that were like, no, this is a perfectly okay 
thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's as a Night's Watch player. I write the Night's Watch articles for On the Table Gaming. I love playing Night's Watch. I think they're a lot of fun. I was perfectly okay with my Sworn Brothers going from six to seven. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I get it. Yep. Like, um, yeah, and, they, and they got one more die, which a lot of people go, oh, you know, whatever. But it's like uh, they have crit blow and sundering. This could be like two more misses for you. Yeah, going from seven dice to eight dice is huge at full ranks. I mean, that's a bit that's a big difference. Yeah, because even if you don't hit any criticals, that's still eight hits with sundering. Yep, 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 yep. Love them very much. Okay, so the reason I put the Savage Giant above the Swarm Brothers is because in our tournament game it took two units of sworn brothers to kill a giant and i mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was they each charged once and giant was dead it was like no i had to charge attack run around hide reattack retreat someone else reattack do some other stuff play some cards and then finally a giant died yep and i was like get the hell out of here they are the best objective holder mm-hmm. in the game because they, they have six ranks when it comes to an objective. Uh, they, the, you know, one wound for every two unblocked hits. You can only take two from a panic test. These guys are awesome. And I'm glad that they don't play very well within the faction as far as, like, the tactics cards and everything go because... They wouldn't be able to be this awesome if they better synergized within their faction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of all the units on this list, if you were to just rank who synergizes best within their faction, these guys probably fall to like seven, eight, nine area. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're ranking. We're talking about the unit on the table here with a little bit of the synergy conversation and this and that and that and this. And they're awesome. Yeah, the the one thing that made me put them at number two was the fact that if they don't take wounds when you throw them into combat that first attack, it's only um, like five wounds that they're going to max deal. Yeah, three um, to five. So it's kind of, a you know, that would be on the lower end of initial con- combat. For sure, for sure. Um, which obviously we show when we played it out, you know, I charged in, yeah, you took five. Um, maybe passed, failed that panic test either way. But then you could run away. You could just be like, all right, I'm just going to retreat now and not deal with this. Um, and then recharge when I'm ready or do everything. Um, they're obviously super defensive because they only take two wounds uh, for every one. Or one wound, sorry, for every two unblocked hits. So they're going to last. Um, and that that buff to morale where they're only taking two wounds off any morale makes them mm-hmm. crazy. Because I know we've played games too where you just panic them off the field. Um, yeah, the one time he used playing Lannister mm-hmm. and just panicked a giant right out of the game and i was like oh no like i need i needed him (laughs) yeah he's part of your plan and then he just ran away but no that that's the only reason i would put him at two besides everything you said um that was the one thing that really just brought him down just a little bit was the attacking yeah so i'm looking here at where we deviated the most and the Bastards girls were our largest deviation by two. I had them at eleven. You had them at nine. Yeah, and I, uh, we agreed on berserkers, pyromancers, outriders, bowmen, great axes, and honor guard. I was very surprised to see you put the honor guard down there. I thought you were going to tell me I was crazy. You were going to put these guys at like three, four, maybe two. 
No, uh, just to touch on them again, it's just kind of their niche. I mean, with with Eddard, they, you have to bring that one specific commander to bring them. And then um, just really, I think, how they work with him. Like, they are an awesome unit. I think they're great. I mean, for a three-plus save, having five movement, they're awesome. They can do some stuff on the attack. They're an awesome unit. I just don't think they work correctly with him, in my opinion. Yeah, I think once you play against him a few times and you go, okay, these are his tactics cards. Mm -hmm. I need to, like, his pivot, his base, his counter charge. Yep. Like, because I remember I played against you with Eddard before I went to that last tournament in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I ran into an Eddard list, I think, a first game of the tournament. And I was like, okay, I just played against this guy like two nights ago. Because I remember you kept doing things. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Let me read that card. Let me read that card. Because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Eddard in so long. And I was like, holy crap. And I ran into him first game of the tournament. And I was like, okay, I know what this guy's trying to do. I'm just not, like, I'm going to do everything I can to just not let him do it until it's too late kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I did. It worked out mm-hmm. quite well. Uh, I don't really remember how the score or anything of the game. I know I won. It was a close game, though. Mm-hmm. And, but just like seeing that stuff, just like the day or two before really helped me keep him in check and eh, yeah. Yeah. He, this is that going back on it. I do think that's the one unit that out of this, that could probably get a little buff and then just change point cost to be a little better. Not that the strikes need the help, but just to see more diversity in like the units that are being played for when you play them. Oh. Um, so that does conclude the seven-point rankum. Um, what what do you think we should be ranking next time, Carl? Do we want to just go right into the eight points while we're at it? Do, 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 do. Um. Hmm. Do you want to do eight points, or you want to do four-point NCUs finally? Um. Yeah, we can do four-point NCUs. We'll change it up. We'll it it, it doesn't look like we're gonna get the Targ hero box anytime soon. I don't think we're going to get any of them spoilers. Maybe they'll feel bad for everyone who's quarantined and drop them <laughs> sooner rather than later. But I think we're at kind of a safe place right now with getting an official release of, at least as far as the app is concerned, the Baratheon heroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think we do a, uh, okay. Yeah. We, will do... we do four point NCUs. All right, we'll go. We'll go four point NCUs for our next time. Um, there was two units though that we did not include in the seven point list before we get off topic too far, and that was Correct. the two Baratheon units. Um, we didn't rank them just because they haven't really officially been released. Um, I've only used one of them once. I don't think Carl's played with either of them or played against either of them. Correct. To really have an opinion, so the first one is I'll, we'll talk about the one I played with. I played with the Rolor Faithful. Um, which is going to be a Stannis Baratheon loyalty um, seven point unit. Um, so these guys, I like them. Yeah, their defense is a five plus, um, but they have a four morale, which is really good. And then they're hitting on a three plus for eight, six, four. Um, they have vicious built in, and then they do have kind of a faith mechanic um, gain a faith token on passing a morale test. Um, and then you can expend them after this unit is attacked with melee. The attacker suffers one panic test for every um, rank remaining in this unit, minus one for every rank remaining in this unit, 
or when this is when this unit is destroyed, one other Rolor unit within long range may make a free melee attack. Hmm. Um, so I I liked them. I, they have um, their movement was five, so it's one of the more mobile units for the Brathians. Um, and they carry vicious. Uh, obviously, I used them once, so I don't think I even used them to their fullest potential in that one game. Um, but it worked out pretty well. They can kind of stay alive just because their morale is so good. Um, and that faith, the faith token mechanic got a little, it was a little hard to get them at first, but then I get, you get one and it kind of worked from there on out. Yeah. I, uh, I see. Yo. Yo, who's that? I don't know who is it, Carl. Oh, what's up, man? Dakota, you working? Ryan, you need to leave our chat. <laughs> oh, you like in the middle of something? Yes. Yes, we're <laughs> recording the podcast. Yeah. Bye. See ya. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave that in. You should. I'm just going to leave it in the episode. Okay. <laughs> Where was I? So, saving on a 5+, plus, mm-hmm. and then after his unit attack, suffers a Panatos minus one for each remaining rank. I don't, you're very rarely going to get them at a minus three. You're almost Mm -hmm. always going to lose a rank with these guys. Yep. Unless you can get a weakened token out there and, you know, get the attacker to attack with the weakened token, there's a good chance you could get them to take that test at a minus three. Yeah. If you paired these guys up against a bad morale unit, Mm -hmm. if you could get them paired up against, uh, you know, Basically, anything 7-plus or worse, they're going to be taking that panic test after they attack. They're going to be taking that panic test when they get attacked, also with Vicious. So mm-hmm. you could be talking about two panic tests at minus two. And and then when they... I wish they weren't seven points to have a when this unit is destroyed ability. Yeah. I, I feel like that's I, a lot of points for you to be like, okay, I want these guys to die mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure on maybe the like their faith thing because it for me too it did feel pretty hard to actually get them faith tokens. Um, just comparing it off of like Warrior Sons, yeah, they're a point more, but they're they're both using that same mechanic. It was a little bit harder with them. It just didn't seem like there was like, oh, I'm gonna do something and then like generate this token. I had to basically get attacked to generate it. Were you running the new Stannis? No, I actually ran the old Stannis, and I liked old Stannis in them. Um, it seemed pretty good, uh, just because I I wasn't actually able to get tactical approach on his unit, but I was using um, uh, Salise and Shireen. Sorry, I mispronounced her names. I was able to use that um, NCU, and I was putting them on it to like almost like ah, proxy that tactical. So approach. you have to have a faith token on them to trigger that when this unit is destroyed. Yes, yes, you do. So you almost you're almost never going to use the after the attack with melee if it's the only one you have. I mean, if you have full ranks and you're pretty sure you're not dying anytime soon, maybe. But yeah, it's yeah, very I, important to keep multiple faith tokens on these guys. Yeah, I. so I know I was able to get two of them. So I forget how I got two, two of them on it, but basically every time after I got attacked, I was expending it to do that um, panic test. Um, but one thing I also we questioned with is if this unit is destroyed and to say there's nobody that 
is in long range to make that free melee attack. Can I make you take a panic test, but you're at even? Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that we didn't know when we were playing, if that's how it kind of keyed off of. Um, because obviously there's zero rank, so it would just be even. Could I just make you take one to expend this token? Oh, yeah. Which we didn't know, which we actually played it like that, just because, I mean, there wasn't anything saying I couldn't. Right. We just, you know, we just played it as it read. Um, yeah, it's after the attack. Yeah, and that with just being the long-range... Well, free, no. Melee, it's... It makes... Okay, hold on a minute here. So you got destroyed? Yes, I got destroyed. Okay. But so I did you, not but... have another Rolor unit long range right. that was engaged to attack. Right. But you have to pass a morale test to do that, to expend a faith token. If you got destroyed, you didn't pass a morale test. Well, it, no, no, you have to pass a morale test to gain the faith token, and then it may expend faith oh, tokens to do the shit. following. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. We were kind I of up against it. As, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, if it, it is attacked with melee. I feel like you can't expend a token when you're dead. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't. We weren't 100% sure, but we played it like that just because it made it more yeah. interesting. Um, um, one thing I am looking at is if you look at the new Stannis, the one true king, he has mm-hmm. two cards that really benefit these guys. In Roller's name, and then Azora High, mm-hmm. yep. you could use both of them cards on these guys, and it could really help all of their abilities. Um, the Azoria High, when a friendly combat unit is attacked with melee, before attack dice are rolled, the attacker suffers D3 plus 1. If it's a roller unit, which this is, the attacker suffers 4 hits. Mm-hmm. So you could, in theory, get them down a rank. It, it would, it would you know, they have fail 4. Yep. Probably not going to happen, but in theory. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't come into this at full ranks. Maybe they have a wound or two from a uh what's her face melisandra panic mm-hmm. test or whatever so you could get them to drop a rank before they attack you which will help you save because you'll take less hits mm-hmm. and then in roller's name uh unit suffers a when a friendly unit activates okay so you would have had to play this earlier yep. to get the plus one of defensive saves but you could get them saving on a four plus Oh, and a faith token. So yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah, I mean, this is the that's the one way to generate them that I've seen pretty easily. Um, but it's still they attack the you back. They don't yeah. get the charge. Yeah, yeah. No, I. So I maybe that's think... why they're at seven. I mean, yeah, two of the three new Stannis cards have a direct correlation with these guys. Yeah, I know. I played old Stannis just because I've used them before, and also crit blow plus vicious on them is what i was going for which ended up being pretty good yep still here you oh me. yeah you, yeah you weren't here for any of that oh um yeah i used old stannis uh for this a just because i've used them a lot more so i had more familiarity trying to put a new unit into the army so instead so instead of trying to you know have a new commander new units um and then also just with vicious also yep uh, critical blow makes vicious. sense Makes so, sense. And that's kind of why I went off of that. Yeah, and I like I, these and guys. I like, and I like the original Stannis version. I'm uh, I'm interested to, I'm interested to see them out there. Yeah, uh, I'd like to play them again soon. Okay, we also have the Rose Knights. This is a seven point. Is this a Renly unit? Uh, 
Yes, this is going to be a yes, seven-point okay. Renly loyalty unit. So four plus movement, or well, four mm-hmm. movement, which is kind of you know slow. The, the Baratheon movement. Mm-hmm. They have high gardens longsword, eight five three on a three plus. They save on a three plus with a six plus morale. Each time this unit makes a melee attack before rolling dice, it may restore one wound. Each time this unit restores wounds, one enemy engaged with this unit suffers one wound. Mm-hmm. So would that that wound wouldn't come from the attack though? So no, it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be an auto panic test, but it would be a wound. And then mm-hmm. each time this unit passes a morale test, it may restore a wound, which would also then each time this unit restores a wound, enemy engaged with it suffers a wound. So you get them within that uh, that Renly bubble. Now they're saving on a five plus morale. I feel like this is an ability that's going to trigger a lot. Sure, it's only one wound each time, but it should go off a lot, right? Yeah, I think if they get engaged, it will go off quite a bit, and it'll be really good once you do it. Um, I think they're going to work best with the um, original Renly, just because his cards do add so much healing. Uh Mm-hmm. so i mean all of a sudden you put him in it and it's like oh this unit's going to be healing off of cards you don't feel as bad about you know maybe using one of his healing cards like off activation uh and then also putting that morale bubble around him uh i think putting sorry using him as an attachment and then maybe having like a secondary unit next to him to give that morale bubble saw so something at a five plus uh, i think it's really good um what else? I think one thing too that's going to be underrated is putting the Stagnite Noble in these guys, because uh, obviously they'll suffer two wounds to make an extra attack after they've been attacked, but they'll automatically restore one wound, right? Deal one wound. So then Marjorie works very well because mm-hmm. when she claims on attacking board, you may restore one wound to a friendly infantry unit or deal a wound to an enemy infantry unit. Well, if you restore one to these guys, it's gonna deal one to the enemy, so you kind of get mm-hmm. your cake and you get to eat it too. Yep. which it makes sense. Marjorie pairs with the Rose Knights. Yeah. I'm very excited to see these new Brathian units. Every time they drop some new Brathian stuff, I'm like, Ooh, like mm-hmm. I might play a little Brathian someday, you know? <laughs> yeah. Eventually I, I do have more Brathians painted than just about anything else right now. Right. They're super easy to paint. And then, so finally, a little bit about the tabletop simulator league that we'll have. We will be streaming them. We also, we have our own Twitch channel for roll them if you got them now. So if you want to run over there, drop us that follow. We will be streaming our tabletop simulator stuff on there. And then if we ever get together and play in person, like we'll get a stream hooked up for that too. Obviously we're not rolling with the quality of uh mythicos here with 19 cameras and, uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck announcing, but we're, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah. The field cam and those guys have such an awesome setup over there. They do. Yeah. Um, but the tabletop simulator league, it's, it's set up pretty cool. So you're not submitting any list. You're picking a faction and you pick three commanders. You can build a new list for every game, but it has to be one of those three commanders. When you lose, that commander loses a life. Each commander gets two lives and last man standing. So you will, at a minimum, play six games. 
and that's if you lose all six games. If you win at two games a week, might be playing a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This might, you know, this this might uh, outlast coronavirus here. I hope not. I hope that stuff gets taken care of before we finish this. But who knows? We might. Right. Uh, this is gonna go the distance. Dakota, you're bringing Baratheon. Yes, I am. I'm bringing Baratheons. I'm not sure on the three commanders I'm going to be bringing yet, though. I think I have one of them narrowed down, but I'm not sure on the other two. Uh, you can you can pick like both friendly commanders, right? I wouldn't see why not. Yeah, that was another question I have. Well, if I if I pick friendly, do I have to specify which one it is? I mean, I'm guessing. So. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not a hundred percent sure on which commanders I'm bringing. To be honest, I don't know what i'm gonna play i've been leaning towards lannister i might play lannister yeah the one thing that i i do know i decided i am bringing is um andrew estremont he will be one of my commanders yeah he i went through some of those guys earlier and was just looking at some of the stuff coming this baratheon box Mm -hmm. just you know reading up on stuff and Man, there's some cool options. Yeah, there's a lot of cool. He has options. that like he has that super discard, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's got that attrition tactics card where I can take as many wounds as I want, and then oh my gosh, that's... make you discard as many cards as I want. So right, you take a bunch of wounds to some stag knights to get them all their awesome bonuses, and then just ah yeah. Oh yeah. Brathians have some really cool stuff. I hope Targaryen stuff is this cool. I hope it's cooler, but you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, oh. no, I'm, I'm definitely bringing him. Don't know who else, though. Need to pick one of the two NCUs, I think, and then pick a, uh, depending on loyalty, pick like the opposite. Probably. Any, uh, especially because you get to rebuild your list in between games, so you don't want to mm. put yourself in a in a corner with only right. Stannis or only, yeah, so you'll probably want one of each and then one of well even those guys like the estermonts and all them they all have uh loyalties also don't they yeah yes they do so Hmm. andrew he's definitely a stannis and then i would really like to take davos because his cards are really good davos does seem pretty cool too and he's such a different flavor the rest of the faction yeah and then but at the same then it's like okay i need to take a renly one and if i take him i need to take the renly ncu but i'd rather take renly because i think having an nc one of mine being ncu commander would be beneficial renly ncu oh like a renly loyalty ncu ah gotcha gotcha okay all right well i think that's all that we have thanks for hanging out with us everybody i hope you enjoyed the seven point rankings Feel free to jump on the Facebook page, drop your rankings, let us know kind of, you know, what parts you disagree or agree with, because we kind of agreed on a lot. Definitely the most we've agreed on so far. Yep. And until next time, we'll see you later. See ya. Thanks for joining us.